All right. Aren't you just so glad you got up this morning and came to church, everybody? I'm glad I got up this morning, man. I'm so glad. I hope you're ready. I'm just so good. Yeah, I'm just hoping you're excited you're here this morning. All of you watch online, you could be doing anything. And I just, I just, I hope you know you made a great decision to tune in with us this morning. It's just been an awesome Sunday so far. All right, let's get to it. Uh, with the time we got left this morning, uh, go ahead and grab your Bibles if you have them, okay? Go ahead and grab those if you want to follow along with us. We're going to be in Acts chapter 4 if you want to open up to that. So, Here's uh, where we've been uh, as a church over the last three weeks. What we decided to do is we, we took the month of October, really, and we entered in what we're calling just a season of praying. We've been just turning up the dial a little bit, kind of cranking it up a notch on our praying and, and looking in on people in the Bible and, and circumstances and things like that that we see in the Bible and saying, all right, how can we take that and sort of implement these things and, and see that God still, still works the same way today as he did then and, and just really turn up the dial a little bit uh, on our uh, prayer lives. And so a part of this season, we've been in this series that we've been calling Pray Like. Uh, and so today, uh, we're going to wrap up this series, uh, Pray Like, and I'm really excited for us to look into what we're going to look at today, because here's where we're going to go today. We're going to actually look in on the very first recorded prayer of the New Testament church. It's going to be really, uh, I think, a cool thing to look at. And, and here's the goal that I want us to look at as we go through this today. Here's the goal, real simple, uh, with what we've been doing. Here's what we've been doing over the last three weeks. We've really been like looking more in our individual prayers, right? We've been looking into our individual prayer lives and seeing how God can impact that. But today, uh, I want to look uh, at how a church prays and stays on mission with God. Because here's what I want you to think about today. Uh, as we look into this uh, prayer of the, of the first church, and it's this. I want you to really think about this. Uh, how Because this is true for any church. Any and every church that exists in the world, this is true for every single church. How a church prays, it reveals the mission they're on. How the church praise, and, and more importantly, who and what the church actually prays for indicates the mission they're on. Every church is on a mission, and how they pray, how an entire church prays, reveals that. Now, this is really important for all of us to understand. And this is really important if you're here and you are someone who would say that you love Jesus, that you've uh, surrendered your life to Jesus, you're a Christian, and you love the church. And for a lot of you here, you love this church. This is the church that you would say is your church home. And, and it's really important. Why this is important for every individual here who loves Jesus and loves this church is because when you say the word church, gang, that's you. Like you are, you are the church. And, and here's what I'm going to tell you, how you pray. How you pray is a, is a part of how we pray as a church because you're the church. And here's what I want to tell you. All those prayers collected together, all the prayers that you pray collected with everybody else, that is a, plays a huge part in the mission that we have as a church and the mission that we're on. So, so here's what I want to do to kind of get us there and thinking about this, thinking about where you pray, how that fits in with the mission of the church. I want to ask a question to help us get there. Before I ask it, I want you to take a second and think about this, all right? Every one of us can think about it. Think about over the last week, if you have a good enough memory, maybe over the last month, and I want you to think about the prayers that you consistently pray for. Think, think about the prayers that you mostly pray. I know we every now and then pray about a big thing, but I wanted you to take the last week or last month and just think about all the prayers that you mostly pray for every day or consistently pray over. And, and so I want to let you think about that before I tell you what they are, because uh, I know. But I want to give you a chance to kind of trick me. I want, I want to tell you what they are, but I want you to take a second and think about what you mostly pray for, okay? Now, here's the question that I want to ask as you're thinking about what you pray. Here's what I want to ask you. If God answered all of my prayers... What would be different? Okay? So think about that. So, so tomorrow, you wake up, think about this, and, and God's there on the foot of your bed, all right? And after you have your heart attack, he goes, hey, listen, 
I got something for you, man. It's your lucky day, okay? It's your lucky, I don't think he'd say man, but he would say, it's your lucky day. I'm going to take all of your prayers from the last month and answer every single one of them. Boom, yes. It's a yes for every single prayer that you prayed, okay? Now, what changed? What changed? What got better? So right now, right now, some of you might be thinking, and some of you might be like, man, I, okay, like that's all right, you're pumped, because maybe some of you, you would look over, and you'd see a husband, and you'd be like, yes, like God answered that, right? Or, or someone who, you know, you'd say, or some of you, because God answered all your prayers, you would walk to the window, and you would see a new car, and, and not even like a Porsche or anything like that, just like a reliable car, right? Because like, if God answered your prayer, right? Or, or, you know, you would have aced all those tests, right? Or you would have got into that school or you would have that girlfriend or, or your aunt surgery would have went really well. And your food, man, your food would be so blessed. Like it would be like, if God answered all your prayers, it would be like the most holy angels would be able to eat your food. It would be so blessed if God answered all of your prayers, right? And here's how I know that. Here's how I know that. Because here's the thing. We all pretty much pray the same prayers, like when we look at we mostly pray for, consistently pray for, we all pretty much pray for the same stuff. And we all pretty much focus on the same thing, which is really me, my family, uh, and maybe kind of a few sick people here and there, right? And, and here's what I want to tell you before you get mad at me, before you get angry, because I called you out, you called myself out too. But here's where I want us to go with this as a church with the time we have today. See, there isn't anything wrong with those prayers. There's, there's not one thing wrong with any of that that I just talked about. Those are all fine to pray. I'm not even saying you should eliminate any of those prayers from your prayer life, but here's what I know about you too. Here's what I know about you. If you're here and you love Jesus and you love this church and all the things that we get to see and the baptisms that we got to witness and the things that we get to experience here as a church, I know you want to be a part of something bigger than that. I know you want to be a part of something bigger than you, okay? So, so I, want to, I want you to catch this one more time before we look into how this new church prays and challenge us to pray a different prayer as a church one more time. How you pray, this is so important for you to catch, how you pray and how I pray, and, and, and more importantly, who and what we really pray for, it matters. Your prayers right now matters to the mission of this church. Your prayers are really, really important for this church. And so, so I want you to see this and then be challenged to pray like what we're about to see this new, uh, the first church pray for. And here's the good news. This is a really good news, everybody. You can pray these prayers. I'm not really gonna ask you to add too much. I'm not even gonna tell you to take away any of those other prayers. I'm just gonna say, can you add a few to this life that you pray in? And, and you don't even have to eliminate any of your other prayers. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, we're gonna be in the book of Ash. We're gonna be in chapter four. I'm gonna get us caught up with the story a little bit so we understand what's happening with the first church. So here's what's been happening so far in the book of Acts. The first church started because Jesus was the Messiah. He was God's own son. He came and he died and God raised him from the dead and people saw it. There were eyewitnesses of this. And so what they ended up doing is they went around and they just started telling people about this. Like we saw it, like this is what happened. We saw Jesus come back from the dead. He is who he said he was. Uh, and they went out and told people. And in one day, just one day, 3,000 people came to follow Jesus just in one day. They joined the church, okay? So then all these houses of people, like they're getting together and they're just trying to figure things out, right? Like they're, there's no building. There's no building. There's no priest. There's no traditions that they have to hold up and say, we got, there's nothing like this. But all they had was this mission. And this mission that they had at this point was really, really simple. Here's what it was. They said, we want people to know that Jesus is risen from the dead and that he is God's son. He is the Messiah. We want people to know that. And we're just going to live our lives uh, lined up with that and what Jesus taught. That's what, and that's it. 
The first movement of Jesus, Father, the first church kind of was born, and that's what they did. That was their mission, okay? And so then what we see uh, in the next couple chapters, these two guys, these two guys, Peter and John. And so they go out, and they're going to tell people about Jesus. They're just going to tell people about the, this thing called the resurrection. Like nobody, like, they're like, what are you talking about? People come back from the dead. So they're talking about that. And then more and more thousands of people were being added to the church every single day. This was happening by the thousands. It was crazy. And so one day, Peter and John, they're walking to the temple like they had done before to tell people again about Jesus. But this day, they actually run into a guy who couldn't walk for 40 years. He'd been in front of the temple forever. Everybody knew who he was. We'll call him Bobby, okay? And so they see Bobby, and Bobby's like asking, and, and Peter actually gets bold, and he, and he boldly says, listen, what I have to give you, he's, he's like, here's what I'm gonna give you. In the name of Jesus, he boldly said, get up and walk. And Bobby stood up, and he jumped. This actually says he jumped up, and he was like, oh, and he's walking, okay? And everybody sees it. All these people like, that are around, they see him, and they know, they're like, that's Bobby. There's Bobby. Like, I know who he is, and he's walking, and they were amazing. Here's what happened. More thousands of people came to know Jesus because Peter, he said, no, this is done in the name of Jesus. Jesus actually did this, and he preaches again, and more thousands of people come to believe in Jesus, get baptized, because Peter and John will not shut up about who's doing this. They're like, just all Jesus, right? So now, here's where we're at. The main religious leaders of the town are getting kind of miffed. They're, they're like, what's going on? This guy's talking about the resurrection from the dead. That's not cool. And, and they see all this stuff happening, and they're especially fired up about Peter t- saying this stuff. And so what they do is they arrest Peter and John. They arrest them. They're like, we don't know what to do. Like, this is chaos. So they arrest him. And then they start asking him questions. And here's what they ask him. They ask him here in verse seven. They said, all right, all right, you know, let's, let's just get this straight. All right, Peter, by what power or in whose name have you done this to Bobby? Like they're talking about Bobby, okay? And so Peter, he stayed just getting out of jail, just getting, he's like, I'm glad you asked. And he preaches about Jesus again. This is what he says here in verse seven. He goes, let me, this is great. I love it. He goes, let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that Bobby was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. He kind of like putting that in their face. He's like, you did it, you killed him, but uh, you know, everything worked out real good for God, right? Like that. And so then they got even more upset, but then he finishes out by saying this. Peter finishes out saying, and by the way, there is salvation in no one else, in no one else other than Jesus. God is given to no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So now these guys are like that's it like they said we gave you a chance we were hoping you would just kind of say sorry and and you know and so they're like that's it some of them actually said let's just end this right now let's kill them let's just get rid of them let's kill them some are like let's just keep them in jail for for the rest of the days but here's the thing they had a problem they had a problem with stopping this they had a problem with doing this it's awesome it's in verse 14 here was their big problem it says, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing right standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So, I mean, there's Bobby just like doing the jig. You know, I mean, he's like, look, I'm healed, I'm healed. And like, so you gotta think this was overnight. So he probably didn't even go to sleep that night. He was like walking around like, can I do something for you? You know, moon dancing and all that stuff, like what, doing the floss and all that stuff. And so, and they're like, and they're like, we can't deny it. We, we There he is, there's Bobby and he will not shut up either, right? And so, they knew if they would have done something to these guys that, that they, there would have been a riot because everybody saw, I mean, everybody saw what they saw and they're like, we can't deny this. And so here's what they end up doing. They say, okay, we're gonna let you guys go, but here's the deal. Stop talking about Jesus 
and stop talking about this resurrection, okay? And so now here we're coming into the story. So, so they get released, and these guys, now these guys were the leaders, really, the pseudo-leaders at this point of the church. Like, they, nobody, they're looking to these guys. So they go back to the church, and the church finally says, oh, man, thank God you're back. We really didn't, we weren't sure if we were going to see you again. Like, they were just, man, you know, weren't, you know, so you're safe, and we're so glad you're back. And they heard about Bobby, and they heard about jail, and all this stuff. And here's the very next thing they do. The very next thing they do is they pray. Now, uh, before we get this, don't read ahead. Don't look at a prayer yet. We're going to get there in a minute. Uh, but before we get this, I want you to think about if you're there and you're in their shoes and these guys are your leaders, and what you would be thinking in this moment right when they come back and give you the report of all this and what you would be praying, okay? Because here's what I would guess the chances are if we were the first church and these guys were our leaders, like here's what I would probably say. I would go, okay, man, glad you're back. That was a close one. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. You're not doing that again, all right? And, and, like, and if you feel like you need to do it, don't do it together. You're our two leaders, all right? So that's kind of dumb. Don't do that together. And if you feel like you need to do it, do, do it separately, and you're taking Tiny and Bubba, the security guys, with you, okay? You're not doing this by yourself anymore. Like, that's first, okay? And then what I would probably do is, is I say, we, let's, let's pray, right? And we would pray, and here's what we would probably, I'm, I don't know, this is what I would pray. We'd pray, God, protect us. Like, bless us. Keep us safe. Thank you for not killing them please please keep us safe hedge of protection hedge i don't know what a hedge is but we would say hedge of protection and like keep the hedge in there and hedge it and we would say protect us that's what we would do right they just got out of jail that makes sense so we would say protect us you know help us keep us safe that's what we probably most likely pray right here's what they prayed this was the first thing that they prayed after this so here's what it says in verse 24 it says when they heard the report from peter and john all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. The first thing they say is, O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. And so the very first thing that we see this church pray is, God, we know who you are. Like nothing is out of your grip. Like you are in control of all of this stuff. Like we are just saying, we want you to know that we know who you are. All this is, is, is all yours. Everything's happening is ordained. All this is yours. That's what they mean by sovereign. Like everything's under your control, right? And so then the next thing, so they didn't pray for like, you know, thanks for keeping them safe. They didn't pray and they said, God, we know who you are. You're in control. And then they go into uh, uh, the second part of this prayer. We're not gonna get into it. Uh, I challenge you to read it yourself though. They start to pray this Old Testament passage that predicted and prophesied about the Messiah and how that ties into Jesus. And they were like, this is exactly the way it should be going. Like we're not confused. We're not messed up by any. Of this is exactly what everything should, this is all going down because you said it you did it and so then all of this is basically saying we know all this is all about Jesus this isn't even about us that's what they're praying this is not about us this is all about Jesus Jesus is the bigger deal and then they make their request okay then they really they do ask God to do something and we're going to see they ask for two things and here's the first thing they ask for in verse 29 it says and now O Lord hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word so so the first thing they ask the first thing they request of god is not okay god like we see these threats so just keep us away from them keep keep us out of those threats you know keep us safe all that stuff no no they didn't ask for safety they didn't ask to keep them from harm the first thing they asked for and the first thing that we ask for as a church that wants to stay on mission if you're taking notes is that we pray for boldness that's the first of two things that they asked, to which I think I would have said, I don't know, maybe not, if I was a little bit fired up with everybody, but I think I would have said, 
wait, 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 more boldness? Like, is that, we got all these things to pray for, and, and you're saying boldness is what got us in this jam in the first place, right? Like, I don't think we need any more. Like, they got, enough, they got we got boldness covered, everybody. Like, that's what I would say. Like, we got other things to pray about, uh, and that's what got them in jail in the first place. So I don't know. Let's get to some other things. But here's the thing, gang. That's what they prayed for. That's what they did to stay on the mission, everybody, that they had because they just saw the bigger thing. And this got me thinking, everybody, about my own prayers. It got me thinking about how I pray and, and what I focus on when I go through situations and all these things. And it leads me just to ask this question to us as a church. Here's the question that I want to ask you. When was the last time that you asked for God for boldness like this? When was the last time in your ordinary everyday prayers where you said, God, give me great boldness to share your word? Give me boldness right now to talk about Jesus. Give me boldness in this moment when nobody else is to represent you in the way that I know I can. I think we prayed, I think a lot of us, we do pray things like, God, man, I pray for her to accept Jesus as her savior. Or God, I, I pray that maybe he, he asked me a question one day about church and then I'll engage. God, but I just pray for those. And that's a passive prayer. You know, they're like, oh, I pray for, for all those things to happen and then I'll say something. But when was the last time you ask God, okay, God, help me initiate boldly right now. There's not a, it's not on a silver platter. You know, I've got, I've got to do something here, God. Help me be bold and not wait and respond, but begin and speak about you. Here's what I want you to catch, everybody. See, that, that prayer, that prayer right there, that, that's not a me-centered prayer, is it? That's an others. That, that doesn't benefit me when I ask for that kind of boldness because that's about somebody else. That's about me, man, I'm about them. I want, I want to have boldness to go after them for you, God. And gang, what would happen? Here's what I want to ask you. What would happen if this entire church embraced and added this God-centered, other-centered prayer and asked for boldness? What would happen? God, give me boldness to share your word. Now, I'm not saying ask for weirdness, right? I'm not saying like you go into the boardroom and go, Jesus is Lord, and then run away. They're going to take your security pass from you, right? Like don't, don't ask for weirdness. Like, but it's like, well, you know, God, give me boldness in the situation to, to just, man, own, own this and, and, and initiate with them. So we pray for boldness and talking to people about Jesus as a church. It's a different kind of prayer, everybody. It's a mission kind of prayer. Here's a second one we pray for if you're taking notes. We pray for God to demonstrate his power. We pray for God to demonstrate his power. Here's, here's how they prayed this in verse 30. They said, God, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So what they ask for is they say, God, show us your power. Like, show us your power through healing and miracles. That's what they say. We want to see healing. We want to see miracles. And gang, I'm telling you right now, that for a lot of us right there, that's a prayer that we're not comfortable with, and that's something that we wouldn't say. But I'm that's the second thing of two that they pray for. Now, I want to look at this because we need to catch why they asked this for God. I want to catch why they did it, who they asked it for, and what the whole reason for this was. See, most of us, uh, if we do pray for healing, which I think we've done uh, as Christians, a lot of us pray for healing. A lot of us pray for miracles to happen but here's the here's the lens that most of us think through when we pray for that tell me if i'm wrong because i just looked at myself we look through the lens of me and then how it benefits me i want to pray for healing for me or my family or people i know i want to pray for that to happen so that so that i have extra time with so-and-so or the, that we don't want them to go like that's the lens that most of us look through when we pray for healing and miracles uh, but that's not why they prayed this gang like that's not, in fact, I want you to look through this and see whenever you see in the book of Acts like a miracle or a healing that happened, I want you to see hey, who it happened to and where it happened for the most part. Because I want us to think about this. See, when they asked God to stretch his hand with healing power, they didn't ask it for themselves. 
They didn't ask it for themselves. They didn't gather together inside here and pray for something to happen in here. They actually prayed for it, everybody. This is a different thing, out there. They said, no, 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 we want it to happen out there with the unchurched people. This wasn't a prayer for church people to see it among themselves. They didn't pray for it to happen inside. They prayed for it to happen out there. Bobby was not inside. Bobby was out there. Bobby didn't believe in God at that point in time. And so I'm telling you, this is a huge thing for us to catch. What this is so important uh, is, is for us to catch in this prayer. See, the point was that so people out there would go, oh man, there it is. Like, I can't, I can't explain this away. That's God. That people would say, tell me more about God. Tell me more about this Jesus. What I just saw, there's no way that, that there's no God. That's why they prayed this prayer. And gang, that was it. That was it. Those were the two prayers that they prayed. God, give us great boldness to declare Jesus, to talk about Jesus. Give us great boldness to go out there. And God, use us to demonstrate your power however you see fit, not for us, not for our benefit, but so that others will see who you are and they'll come to know Jesus as their Savior. And then what happened is, is, is what we don't really think about, but I really think we need to think about this. This is what happened. It's powerful. This is really powerful. Just think about this. You know why the message of Jesus got to us today? Because of a church that prayed for those two things. And so, so here's what I want to say one more time for us as a church, and then we'll be done. Here, here's what I just want us to really bring home for us to think about. How a church prays. How a church prays. How you pray, how I pray, how we collectively pray together. It does reveal the mission they are on. Gang, we're on a mission Regardless if you feel like you're a part of it or not, we are on a mission. And here's what I want to tell you if you're a person who would say this is your church. How you pray is so important and vital to the mission that we're on. And so here's the challenge that I want us to think about as a church. Here we go. Here's the question I want to ask you if you love Jesus and you love this church. And you know, if you're here and you're visiting because of baptisms, you're part of another church. Man, I want to challenge you and the church that you thrive at and the church that you love to, to ask this question as well because every church needs this. Here's the question I want you to think about. What kind of church do we want to be? That's a, what kind of church do we want this to be? Gang, here's the thing. It could go two ways. It could go two ways. And I'm going to do it in, in asking a question. Do we want to be the kind of church that, that turns inward, that turns in and focuses more on ourselves and, and, and being a bunch of better versions of ourselves? Or, or do we want to be the kind of church that sees the community around us marveling at God, and saying, man, look at this, and accepting Jesus, because we pray for boldness out there. And we pray for God to demonstrate who he is, not for our benefit in here, but for it to happen out there, for people to see him and come to know him and know Jesus as a result. For me, I don't know about you, everybody, that second one is the one I want to be about. What, how about it? You want that second one? I want that second one, everybody. Yeah. And here's what I want. You know why you're clapping? This is awesome. You know why you're clapping? Because here's the deal. I think we're doing that. Like, I'm up here to encourage you and tell you, I, we're not even close to doing that first part. Man, we just saw an example of that. We baptized 27 people today. And I'm just saying, like, man, we are doing that. We're a part of being that second church. And, but here's what I want to say. This is what I want to challenge us in, because we do see evidence of that. And I'm not one bit, like, concerned about where we are as church. But because we're a church... No church is immune to this, everybody. Because we're a church, uh, no church is, is immune to the gravitational pull of going inward, of like coming, being a little bit more about us, and, and it can happen so easy. So gang, here's what I want to say. This is not a responsibility just for me. 
This is not a responsibility just for the pastors or the church. This is a leadership uh, responsibility for every single one of us who would say that we love this church. This is your responsibility too. And so I hope you're up to be that kind of church to push past, just really to push past what we want just for us. And we pray that different prayer, that others-centered prayer, ones like that first church did. How about it, everybody? You up to do that? I am, yeah. So here's what we're gonna do, yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. In a minute, I'm gonna actually have us all stand up and I want us to pray this prayer that the first church could to clear your throat, get that coffee phlegm out of there, get your voices ready, okay? I want you to speak it out with me. We don't do this very often, so get ready to be in unison, all right? First service nailed it, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm hopeful for you all, okay? Now, we're gonna do that, but here in a minute, we're gonna do that, but I wanna kinda talk about a few things this morning before we get there. Um, before we do that, just one more thing. We're gonna close out this series this morning, but we are not closing out prayer. Right, everybody? Like, we're going to continue praying. And, and so we want to keep this season going. Uh, and, and we got a few more things coming. So uh, we're going to get together tonight to continue on this one. We're going to, we're going to do a, a night of worship tonight at 630 right here. And everybody who can hear my voice, anybody who's watching, you're all invited to come and be a part of this. And I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to want to miss this. We're going to get together. This is, and it's an all-family thing. All the kids are invited. I, I think it's important to have our kids with us uh, when we do things like this to experience this together. So it's not going to be a reverent thing. We're going to we're going to pray together, but we're going to worship. We're going to spend most of the time worshiping together. We're going to pray together a little bit, and we're going to hear testimonies. Everybody, we're going to hear people. I, we've been praying over the last three, four weeks, and we took cards. We took prayer cards, and I just believe in faith that there are going to be people who are going to come forward and say, "Man, God's changed my prayer life." You know, God might not have said yes to this thing, but I'm telling you, he's changed my life. I took a card. I'm telling you right now, that card changed my life. Like the card that I, I felt I was so responsible for this person when I took that card three weeks ago. I can't wait for my prayer alarm to go off, man. But I want to keep praying. Man, I'm praying that she comes up and says a word tonight that she's there. And then she says, man, God did that. And I'll be like, oh man, but it's not, it's about God. And, and I'm going to keep praying. And, and so I want to hear people's stories. So you're not going to want to miss this tonight. 630, come here tonight and, and just worship with us, pray with us. We're going to hear some testimony tonight. It's just going to be an awesome thing. And that's going to kick off a week of prayer, okay? We're going to kick off a week of prayer where we're going to start Monday morning, 6.33 in the morning. I'm going to be on Facebook Live to kick us off for Monday in your prayer or in your service, guys. You see what we're going to do for the week. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, in unison, pray collectively as a church in two campuses. One church, two locations, praying for the same thing every day. So if you didn't get a service guide, make sure you grab an extra prayer guide out there so you know what we're praying through Monday through Friday. And I'm going to be starting us off every morning morning at 6.33 on Facebook Live uh, to just get us kicking off. And here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, you're going to have to have a lot of grace for me because, like, I'm living life, man. Uh, I got kids. I'm going to be making breakfast. I don't know what Henry is going to do. He might, like, be in there. I don't know. That's what's happening at the tool house. And so you still pray, right, everybody? And so, like, I just, I can't guarantee what they're going to do, my two kids. But they'll be with me, uh, and we'll be praying. So join me uh, at 6.33 in the morning, every morning. We'll just be praying together uh, there and, and getting that going. All right, so here we go. I hope you come tonight. I hope you come tonight, man. You're not going to want to miss this. And I hope you join in on our week of prayer. You're not going to want to miss that. And I just think God does amazing things when we pray together. All right, let's stand and let's start by praying this prayer together. And, and uh, like I know, like some of you are here and you're new to church and like you're visiting or you're new to God. And this is a little weird. I know, it's weird. Uh, but we don't do this all the time, so come back next week, okay? Like we won't, we won't chant together next week. Uh, but man, listen, if you, but here's what I want you to know. This is really important. 
I hope you see this is just important for us as a church. That this is what we want to be about. And we're about you. I don't know where you're at with God, but we're about you coming to know God and Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And so we're going to pray this prayer for you. We're going to pray uh, this prayer for, for us to go out there and not just say this, but be this. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to say this prayer together, and we're going to do it twice so we nail it. All right? Uh, so is everybody ready? I want to hear a yes. Ooh. All right, that's good. Okay, here we go. Let's keep that moving here. All right, you ready? Let's go. Well, we don't have to say yes again. All right, ready? Here we go. Sovereign God, give me great boldness to speak your word. Stretch out your hand to perform many miracles through the name of Jesus. Amen. Man, that's awesome. Let's do it again. Ready? Sovereign God, give me great boldness to speak your word. Stretch out your hand to perform many miracles through the name of Jesus. Amen. Now go out and don't just say this, be this, live this. You've got this in you, everybody. And I want to be that praying kind of church. How about everybody? Everybody up for that? Hadn't this been a great place to be this morning? Yes, let's praise God together one more time. Yes. All right. Don't miss our night of worship tonight. Don't miss a week of prayer, everybody. So we'll see you tonight at 630, and we'll see you next Sunday for a brand new series. We'll see you. Have a great day, everybody.